Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to answer some of the business questions I received from group members and other people that have emailed me. And I think you're going to find a lot of these questions very interesting. And I hope you find the answers to these business questions helpful. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And I got this one from a new member who is going to drain a pool for the first time. He's in Central California and he asks, that he's new to the industry, and he's worried about the pool popping out. He's heard that that could be an issue with the pool, and how common is that? And I would say that the pool popping out of the ground is extremely rare. It happens in areas where they get tons of rain very rapidly. So maybe parts of Florida, Alabama, Texas might be in danger. Of course, Northern California had their periods of pretty intense rain also, but that's not typically how it is here in California. So the areas that have really saturated ground is where you may have to worry about pop-outs. However, a builder in Florida that I know did 2,000 pools, only had two pop-out, and these pools were still being constructed at that point, so they weren't totally plastered and finished, and they popped out due to the fact that they got like six inches of rain in a two-hour period in his area in Florida. And this could happen in rare cases. So the ground has to be extremely saturated for the water table to be at the point where the pool can actually pop out of the ground. There's really nothing to worry about in most cases, in most areas of the country. My ground here in Southern California is as dry as it can be. And, you know, if I get if I get a shovel in two inches, I'm lucky. So there's zero possibility of a pool popping out here, a pebble tech or plaster pool popping out of the ground here in Southern California. It's just not going to happen. Now, I could create a problem if I were to drain 15,000 gallons of water directly into the dirt around a pool and then drain the pool. Or as I'm draining the pool, I'm draining all that water into the dirt around the pool. That could cause a problem. So be aware that you don't want to drain the pool anywhere near the dirt around the pool because you can create a problem where the pop-out could be a possibility. But the pool is pretty heavy. And again, the ground has to be really saturated with water for this to even be a possibility. I wouldn't recommend draining a fiberglass pool, one of those drop-and-shell pools, because they're not super heavy. And if you drain one of those, there's a possibility they could pop out because they're pretty light. And also, you don't want to drain a vinyl pool because the vinyl liner is more than likely going to separate and tear off from the side. As it gets older, it gets weaker and stretches. So draining a vinyl pool takes some expertise you have to put sandbags and you have to know how to stretch the liner properly to prevent that from happening. But if you're draining a plaster pebble tech pool and you're worried about the pool popping out, 
there's a very, very, very small chance that would ever happen. And again, the ground has to be super saturated with water. You're talking six, eight inches of rain within a 24-hour period to do something like that. And in that case, you're not going to be draining the pool during a major rainstorm or shortly thereafter. So I wouldn't worry about it. And it's not something that you should be concerned about. However, you probably should have liability insurance. And I use the SPPA.com and their liability insurance does cover pool pop out. And it's something that probably happens to them every every once in a while. They get a claim every year or two for a pool popping out. So that's how rare that actually is. Someone asked me, how do they handle repairs when they're learning? They just took over a route and they're learning how to actually just service the pools and they don't know how to do any repairs. And isn't that a detriment? Doesn't the customer want you to be able to do repairs? And I would say yes and no. The customer may want you to do repairs, but if you don't know how to do them, then of course you can't do them. But can you do a pool route without doing any repairs? And my answer is yes. Now you should learn how to do small little things you know, like fixing a 300 inline uh, chlorinator, how to take the filter apart, how to replace grids in there, maybe even how to take the motor off and put a new motor on. It's pretty easy to do. There's just three wires involved in there and getting the motor apart, putting the seal in. And I have a video on how to do that on my channel. So those are like simple little repairs that you probably should know how to do. I don't think you need to learn how to repump a pool or how to install a pump or how to install a filter or heater, that comes later. But the minor stuff, and of course, don't even touch the heater if you're, if you're starting out. But most of the small repairs are pretty easy to learn. It's really common sense looking at the manual and figuring out the small, simple repairs. Now, if there's something like the salt water system is not working and you, you can't figure out what's going on, of course, there's tech support with the manufacturer. You can look on YouTube for a video on how to troubleshoot it. But I think it's not a handicap when you first start out not doing repairs. You can say that to your customers that you're building up your route, you're focused on the maintenance of the pool, and you have a dedicated repair person you're going to call in. So if they need a new pump or new motor, or if they need a new filter installed, or if there's something wrong with their heater, you have someone who you can call in who's dedicated to doing repairs only. And this is going to speed up the repair, by the way, because you're doing your pool route. You don't have time to run around. You can kind of explain this to the customer in kind of a simple way. That as you're maintaining the route and maintaining their pool, your job is to make sure their pool is swim ready and safe for them and their kids and their family. While someone else is going to be doing repairs if anything comes up. So you can be doing your pool and they can be there within a day and something that you can't guarantee. And so it's even better sometimes to say that you have a dedicated repair person because the customer will feel a little more secure knowing that you're running the route and you're running and you're taking care of their pool, someone's going to do the repairs. It's like if you had a rental property, you know, the tenants aren't going to expect you to go down there and unclog the toilet or put it in new garbage disposal. You'll simply call in a plumber. And the same thing, in the same respect, you're running a pool route, a pool maintenance business. And so you're responsible for cleaning the pool, making sure that the chemicals are balanced, there's no algae in the pool. And then you have a team member or someone you refer out more than likely someone you're going to refer because you don't really have a repairman on, on your payroll. And this is very easy to explain to the customer. Worst comes to worst, so the customer is like, well, I want you to do it. Well, then you can actually hire that person and pay them directly. I like having the person doing the repair to bill the customer. That way you kind of cut yourself out as the middleman. There's a lot of headaches when you hire somebody and then you pay them and then the customer pays you. So there's always ways of, of doing it, of course, but I prefer 
that the subcontractor that you hire to do the work bills the customer directly and that makes it a little bit easier on you. And then if you have a dedicated person you're going to use over and over again, it makes it much easier for the customer when they go back there and see the same person two or three times in the, in the course of a year or two. But you can run a successful pool route without doing any repairs yourself. And a lot of people don't even have time to do the repairs since they, they refer it out anyway. So it's not a handicap per se. But of course, you should be able to diagnose problems and do the small little things that I mentioned. Those are what I consider small repairs, and those should be done by you yourself. And you shouldn't refer, you know, changing a Jandy valve out to somebody. It should be something that you can easily do or check valve. Here's one that I get a lot of times from new members that join my coaching group. How do I learn the pool business? I'm coming from another field. I don't know anything about pools. I have a pool myself, and that's as far as it goes. How would I learn how to service pools? And my answer to you is there's probably a couple ways you can do this. You can do it by just doing some friends pools, maybe get one or two accounts on the side and start getting some knowledge there. Of course, there's a lot of YouTube videos that I have that shows you how to take care of a pool step by step, how to balance the water. There's courses you can take at the pool shows to give you more knowledge about equipment. But I think riding along with somebody in your local area, maybe a friend, or if you make some connections with a pool company locally, and let them know that you're in the next town over, you want to learn how to do pool service, and they may be willing to teach you, especially if they're experienced and a veteran, and they have a pretty established route, they're not going to worry about you coming into their territory and taking accounts. You're looking for someone who is established, that's not looking for any more business, but has some time to train you, show you the ropes, you're going to pay them, of course, a fee, and they'll be glad to train you and help you out because you're not technically going to be a direct competitor because they're not looking for any business. You may be looking for business and you're going to have hands off in any of their pool customers. So it's a win-win for both of you. And I think there's a lot of people that are willing to do ride-alongs and show you the ropes. That's probably the best way to learn. Ride with a veteran pool service pro for two or three weeks and learn everything. Of course, you can purchase a pool route and you'd have the same kind of ride-along with the seller. It's up to you if you want to put that much money in at first. There's some benefits to buying a pool route. You'll have instant accounts and instant money coming in. And if you have cash in the bank that's just sitting there, it's a good place to invest it. You're kind of investing in yourself because not only does the route have some value if you were to turn around and sell it in two or three years, but you're putting that money to work because with inflation at 8%, technically it's higher than that. You're losing 8% of your money in the bank. So buying a pool route that has income where the seller is going to train you is not a bad idea in some circumstances. Here's one that is really a hot topic in the last couple years, and that is how many times can I raise my service rates on my customer, and am I going to lose business by raising my rates? And this is something that we all have to deal with since the COVID pandemic and all the craziness with inflation. Chemicals are extremely expensive. I mean, just look at the trichlor tablets. If you, were, if you were to break down a 50-pound bucket and if you were just do it tab by tablets, it's like $2 a tablet now for a 50-pound bucket of tablets are cost. So it's really crazy to think of that tablet where it used to be just a few cents. I wouldn't say a few cents, but maybe 30 cents or 50 cents each, right around there going to $2 a tablet. And this is just one indicator across the whole industry with equipment prices chemical prices and all the categories going up. And so, yes, you have to raise your rates to compensate for that. Otherwise, you're out of business or you're losing money or not making as much money per pool 
And this could quickly put you out of business. And you're kind of like spinning your wheels out there if you're not charging enough money and you're giving stuff basically for free to your customers because you're not raising the rates. So how many times can you raise your rates without losing customers? I don't know, but there are some people that have raised their rates two times in one year, even three times in one year last year and the year before. But I would say if you can kind of plan it and do just a one kind of gut punch to your customers with one rate increase, and you may want to consider going to the maximum so that you don't have to do it twice. And you know the customers that are going to probably cancel on you or complain about it. So basically, you're using this metric here, and it's just basic mathematics. You don't need to pay for a course or sit in a class for two hours to learn this. It's just basic mathematics. And I'll give you a formula and a way to calculate this really easily on your route. So I'm going to say you have 80 service accounts, and you're getting 150 per account. So that's $12,000 in gross income. And you want to raise the rates to 180 in your area. So that's a $30 increase. That's a pretty steep increase. And you're probably going to lose some customers because of it. So you go from 150 to 180. You have 80 customers. So you've just gone from $12,000, I'm sorry, to $14,400. So that gives you a increase every month of $2,400. So let's say that 10 of your customers cancel. They're like, ah, I'm not going to pay that kind of money. That's crazy. That's highway robbery. They cancel. So you lost 10 customers. So now you're at 70 customers times 180. That's still 12,600. So you're still plus 600 with 10 less pools to do out there. Now, wait a minute. Think for a minute. You just raised your rates. You just made $600 more and you lost 10 customers. So the cost savings on your time and chemicals is kind of offset at that point. And so, yes, you increased your price, you lost some customers, but you're still up by 600. If you lose one more, you're still kind of breaking even, and you have more time to do repairs, get more accounts, get more accounts at 180 a month. So if you want to do the math, and you if you think $30 is too sharp or too high of an increase, then you can, of course, go up by just $20, and that's still going to give you quite a lot of money. So if you had 80 accounts and you went to 170, that would be 13,600, and you probably would lose less accounts. So you have to kind of weigh this, you know, your net gain and in income versus how many accounts you think you're going to lose because of the rate rate increase. And I say if you raise it by $20, that's 13,600, you may lose maybe three customers. So you have a higher net gain. If you maybe raise your rates not as dramatically, you're not going to lose as many accounts, but you'll have more work because you're still doing probably 77 accounts instead of 70 because you lost three accounts because of the increase. So that's up to you, and this is something that a lot of businesses do all the time. I mean, you have burger places that sometimes will raise their rates so high that they'll lose a good percentage of their customers, but those that remain and pay make up for the lost customers, but then, of course, they're not as busy so they have more downtime and they have less inventory to worry about. So there are benefits of paying, having customers pay more and having less customers rather than having more customers that pay less. And this is something that you're going to have to decide in your business. But it's really basic mathematics. And you know your customers better than anybody. There's no course that's going to tell you which customers are going to drop. You might be surprised that some people drop that you weren't expecting to. But I think you're going to know by just your customers' personalities, if you go up by $30 from $150 to $180, that who's in a drop service? And you may not want that account anyway, so it might be a good thing they dropped. But it's just basic mathematics. How much more money can you make? 
How many accounts are you going to lose? What's your net gain by raising the rates? Because if you do lose 10 customers, that's a lot of less chemicals you're going to be putting into those pools, especially if you're all inclusive on your service. And I think that frees you up to, of course, go out and do more bids and get more accounts at the higher rate without worrying, maybe even better pools at the higher rate. And it gives you more time to do other things like acid washes and and equipment installs, or it just gives you more free time. You're making about the same you were making before, maybe a little more, doing less work. So to me, it's a win-win, but of course, you have to be careful and you have to kind of know your peak and the peak in your area because there may be some people undercutting you. And so you may lose more customers. You may lose less customers. You may not lose any customers. So it's one of those things where you don't know what's going to happen until you actually do it. And I would say if you're not raising your rates because you're afraid of losing customers, you're looking at the math completely wrong. It's fine to lose customers when you raise your rates because you're going to have a net gain in your total gross income and you're going to have a slight loss of pool accounts. So it's a win-win. Don't hesitate to raise your rates because you're afraid to lose customers. Don't go crazy though and raise it by 50 or $60. That's going to be a sure way to put yourself out of business. But something reasonable, you know, if you want to raise it by 20%, that's fairly reasonable versus raising it by 50%. That's kind of crazy. And you're going to definitely lose a lot of customers. And, you know, there's good reason for that to happen. But it's just basic mathematics. So don't stress too much about it. Just sit down with a paper and pencil and figure out what's the best strategy. $20, $30, $40, $15. And then how many customers you're going to lose and what you can do with that free time to gain more customers at a higher rate. So I hope you found this helpful. I went through a few questions and I think you're going to glean some good information from that. And I'll tackle this again later on when I have some more questions that need to be answered. And I think people will benefit from the answer besides just that person. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I recorded. And if you're looking into my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.